And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're back again, talking about episode 524, here today. Gone Tomorrow? Part 2. Yeah, why is there a question mark? I don't know. The AIO wiki has the question mark. The um, the tracklist had it too, because I had the Okay, album. the tracklist did. The official guide does not. Um, my guess is if they like re-released them or whatever, that they like one of, that's one yeah. of the weird things that they switched. Yeah. Because I had this... I had this on disc, right? And it had the question mark, but I feel like I listened to it on cassette before that. Yeah, and maybe it didn't. it didn't. Also, if if they had released it as the two part that they intended to, would have there still been a question? Would have just been like gone tomorrow? <laughs> question? Where are we going? I don't know. Gone tomorrow? So yeah, going to old like, West Fun World, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite place on earth. Yeah. Like the uh, like the previous episode and like the one that follows, it was uh, written by Kathy Buchanan, directed by Marshall Younger. But not actually. Well, there's a mystery directed director by, and right. other significant writing changes. Yeah. Um, it aired a week after the previous episode, and uh, is episode eleven on Out of Control, which is album forty. And albums are twelve episodes. Yep. Correct. So almost always. So this yeah. So this ends out. This sends out the album, mm-hmm. which, boy, by good, by golly, man, that that would be a rough way to end out an album. What? Oh, with just, this, yeah. The second yeah. part. Uh, I mean, there's a third part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is like, yes. To end it with this would be tough. Do you have any other uh, context information? Honestly, no. We we did so much, much last, last episode. episode. Yeah, yeah. This episode's a little bit more just like, yeah. Let's get into it. Roll that promo, Andrew. Someone is after wit. What's wrong? Do you know who the anti-wit is? They can't be! Mitch makes a surprising discovery, but just when the case is almost solved... I see. Then you're compromised, Mitch. I'm sorry. What do you mean? You're off the case. Tune in next time as an old nemesis seeks revenge on the next Adventures in Odyssey. That promo felt very expositional. And, yeah. like, much more recap than they normally are. Yeah, I mean... Maybe not. A lot happens. When you have stuff in a series like this, I feel like they do typically yeah. give some recapping. Um, so, basically, <laughs> yeah. the episode starts out with uh, Mitch getting taken off the case by Borland. Yeah, which is totally justified. Totally. Well, because he's, he's compromised. Like, right. As the promo suggests... He's too close to the fire to be helpful in putting it out. <laughs> right. And and as like we'll see later in this episode And also Bo- like like it comes up that Bo- we're Borland or not with Borland with Charles where mm-hmm. he mentions like these aren't just random choices. But like that's yeah. gotta be going through Borland's head right now as well. Yeah, exactly. Like Mitch and Wit are too closely connected that this is just some random attack. Yeah, by some some random. Guy. Yeah. I don't random. know why. I... Gone tomorrow. <laughs> random. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that he would do that, and also like, I mean, from Borland's perspective, Mitch is a valuable recruiting asset. Like this person that they really want, so obviously they want to protect him. And yeah. uh, Mitch is like, nope. Screw you, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah. full civilian power, but I'm going to pretend uh-huh. like I'm not. And it's the... 
it, Mitch is so set on going to the what's it called? Um, FBI. FBI. That it's crazy that he is like directly disobeying his boss right now. Yeah, like it's like it's absolutely is, nuts. Why would you yeah. do that? Whatever. Yeah. I'm willing to look past it. I suppose I like him enough. <laughs> and then we get Connie and her mom. Yeah, it's cute. nuts. She comes back and like is a big character. And like I forgot one. Connie's mom is awesome. Why oh, is yeah. she not on the show more? Yeah, I mean, I've got mixed feelings about her in this episode, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of talked crap about Mitch. It's, yeah, it's it's not great, but excited I've been to... ditched so often you could fill me with water and call me a canal. Yep. That's, that's, that's Mrs. Kendall, yeah. and that's the kind of quality writing that makes her not show up often. <laughs> but, but, um, but no, I was excited to see her, uh, voiced by Maggie Maluli. That's last uh, name. Who was an on-screen actor in the 70s, doing a lot of TV and some small film roles, and that is essentially all she's done. Which is crazy, then, that she's in this show. But Yeah, that is that is odd. Yeah. Why would they? Maybe uh, like a friend-of-a-friend yeah. situation? Yeah, she also she passed in 2016. Oh, so. rest in peace. Yeah. Connie's mom. Yep. I wonder, does that, did they do anything I about that in this no, show? Okay. I don't know tweet at me or or actually don't i don't care that much about current I do odyssey stuff i mean i do but it's more like i'll get to it when i get to it yeah but yeah, i need I to mean, just get a membership to the aio club so i can catch up but i can't you guys get that reference because i released that cut audio i know thank you dylan <laughs> no problem dear lord i just want to give you my money so i can listen to modern odyssey that's all <laughs> it's not that bad i feel like actually i feel like they the, of what I've heard of the newer stuff, like especially listening to the deep end and stuff, like their espionage stuff and like the Green Ring conspiracy and all that is, it hasn't gotten worse. No, we'll, which is impressive. We'll definitely cover Green Ring and surrounding stuff probably at some point. Yeah, Connie and her mom is so good, and Connie's talking to her about kind of what she was talking to Joanne about last episode, yeah. which was just this whole like. How do how do I navigate this situation? Like, and and she's approaching it so much more maturely, and like hearing from her mom, who we don't always hear from. It's like, yeah. yes, Connie, rely on your wiser support systems in yes. this time of strife. But also, Mama Kendall, what is your advice? You are such a downer. Stop. I I, hmm. I had a hard time with her, like, because it's so much of her own emotional baggage, which is good writing yeah. but a bummer yeah um, especially to bring her back in to just make her look like a jerk is like yeah it's not even that she like i honestly can't tell if the show thinks she's wrong or right i think that they think she's right because here's the thing soapbox time evangelical young relationships go one of two ways you get together and life takes you apart or puts something in your in the way and you're supposed to give it up because that's God saying don't do it or you get you married sti- or yeah or you stick <laughs> it out for like 8 months and then get married because you're both in the capable place to do that like max a year max a year of dating and then like some engagement and then like then you're married 
Yeah, it just, it does. It it feels, and like, I say that like, it's such an odd thing because it's like, I mean, as one who's dated in the evangelical church, what is the standard? What do you actually (laughs) want from me? Like, you don't want me to... But, like, all of the love stories that I hear about are, like, we met in high school. And we dated for, like, eight years and, like, all this stuff. Like, it's like, don't date, but if you're going to date, marry that person. Exactly. <laughs> and not even – and it's, it's not even that. It's like, don't date, but if you do date, don't get too emotionally connected because God might not want you to. Right. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's – I don't know. It's a weird thing of, of June just being – yeah, just being like, you know, me, like, there was a point at which my husband loved me this much, and then he ran off, or like your father, or yeah. whatever she says, and then he ran off and was interested in someone else, like, that's how men are, and it's like, all right, <laughs> cool, <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you are a jaded woman, it's, <laughs> well, it's the kind of thing where, like, no one else in the Odyssey world would give this advice, but it's not being portrayed as like her advice is bad per se. No, and yeah. she does have she does end in a good place where she's talking about giving it some space. Yeah, and giving it some space, and also like the idea that like so she says like kids are young and they follow their hearts and stuff yeah. like that, and it's like yeah, yes and no because like you want to be with somebody. That your heart wants you to be with. <laughs> like, yeah. like you know, you don't... You can't really be in a super healthy dating relationship if you don't love the person. Right. Yeah. The The thing I think that, that works best about this is her basically being like, look, like, if, Mitch, Mitch, if Mitch goes and joins the FBI and moves yeah. out, you hang around here, see what happens. Like... See what try it's made and of. do yeah. you know she doesn't explicitly say but like try and do long distance see what it's like then make a decision yeah like it makes a ton of like i completely agree with her mm-hmm. in that um they got soda parlors in dc connie can move out yeah well yeah but like to not do that immediately because they were talking so much about like needing to take space from their relationship yeah. a couple episodes ago and then they didn't yeah and, and then so they came back to it. being like you know like you don't have to like you don't have to try and make everything happen right now well yeah and it doesn't mean that you're doomed if they leave like right yeah exactly and then we get the you know the end of the episode punch so yeah. These episodes are just finale after finale. Yep. So yep, it's, yep, yep. it's, yeah, it's like, oh, I like the idea that they're setting up and then mm-hmm. we kind of change it, but well, yeah, well, we can, we can tackle it as, as it comes, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, then what? We so try- Agent, yeah, Agent Boland's been take, um, says like, you know, Mitch is off the case. Connie goes to talk to her mom. Um, with, is gets f- like his account gets flagged with it with purchases um yeah. with with another purchase well that was last episode the tv that they that they found out about a, a purchase from some appliance store like yeah. ted's appliances or something yeah. um but this this because that was when they involved the fbi in the first place yeah but this is now them he gets like an invoice or something in the mm-hmm. mail and 
and it's at that point that Mitch is like, oh, we should be able to, like, figure out where they got delivered. Like, if the bill was sent yeah. here, we got it go had there. to be yeah. delivered somewhere. And so they... Um, they go to the warehouse and then... Well, yeah, they're, they're able to get a warehouse address from from the from someone i forget i forget how they actually get they they managed to call, call he and wit go to they, find a place where the tv was delivered they i think they call up ted's appliances or whatever and yeah. get the address yeah and then and they the, end up going to public records i guess is what it's called yeah. city records yeah they which go, is they what? Go to like city hall <laughs> yeah um to see who who owned that warehouse and then call that person up yeah and the um the guy is just like explaining that you know there was a security team there there's not any more yeah over the phone to who knows who yeah. knows who this is this guy he's literally telling them that is a warehouse i own i used to have a security team for it and but then we I decided that we don't anymore and it's like what are you doing and then he sends them the list of people who were who work security there with their home addresses? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> These are two random people. They do not have local police authority. They do not have FBI authority because Borland's taking mad them off the at case. Mitch. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? They're just giving it out. They're just giving I, it out. They're just giving it out. I am so mad this about this. This is back this. when people were friends and, and you could tell people things no. in small town. No. And, you no. just give out the personal addresses of your employees to complete strangers who are requesting them for no reason. No. And oh so... Oh, my lord. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's also... There's tire marks at the warehouse, which they're pretty sure they match the truck that... The, the Tercel? No. Oh, not the Tercel. When he bought the Tercel, he was driving in a, a truck. truck. Yeah. They now see those... I didn't actually think about that last episode when we were talking about it, but he went to buy a truck in the Tercel, or he went to buy the Tercel, he took a truck. Yes. He didn't sell that truck. Mm -mm. Did he have someone else with him? He says something later in this episode when he's talking to Charles about his mom, and my guess is maybe his mom got in a car accident and he was buying her a car. Oh, yeah, that would make sense. There you go. That that he got he got his mom a, a keen car. ear for the plight of the uh common goon that's me <laughs> um good 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 call there andrew thank you i like i like your thinking this is what i bring to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, um, no but that that's 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 genuinely useful information all right and then e yeah so they go to they go to city records to get yeah we already covered yeah that. we yeah. No, we now jump. It's now that we jump to the prison again. Yes, back to the prison. Dank, the security Dank guard. Central. Security guard is calling out Charles again. Yeah. They're kind of like, oh, we shouldn't be meeting this much, that sort of thing. I don't know if we discussed it last episode, but the security guard has been smuggling in computers for, um, I almost called him Ray Charles again, Bennett Charles, to uh, do what he's doing. Yeah. Which... He's really good at that. Why did he need Mitch? <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean? I'm not tracking. He Why does all this, like, high-tech computer stuff. Yeah. But 
Mitch was working for him. Yeah, but Mitch was working in, like, public relations. He wasn't but, working as, like, a computer hacker. Wasn't he, though, a little bit? Wasn't there a, wasn't there a bit where... Oh, because the FBI thought that he was working. Okay, yeah. yeah. He was working with the FBI doing computer stuff, but not not with Charles. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Charles, through, I don't know, yada yada technology, can monitor everything Mitch has been doing with through using that IP address so he knows that they are, like, closing in on him. Yeah. Um, and he finds out. He's freaking out at this yeah. guard, trying to figure out what's going on, and the guard finally is just like, Oh, yeah, well, I used a lot of that information that we stole to, you know... I did some shopping. Yeah, do some shopping. And and Charles is so, like, is mad at him and telling, you know, explaining that this wasn't, like, this wasn't just random computers that they, yeah. were, they were doing, that this was all like a plan. Last episode, he made the, the revenge line at the end. Yeah. So I don't know how this guy didn't put it together until now. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. he's a common goon. We don't know. That's true. Uh, he is quite the goon. <laughs> quite the goon. And look, and like, uh, Mr. Charles' voice acting is so good. Like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's like this is delightful. like when you said um, last episode about him going like full Lex Luthor. Like this is it where he's like, there's a there, you know there's a there's a kink in the works. What do we do? What do we do? I've got it. Let's figure it out. We gotta like, move he, up the timeline. Yeah, yeah. We, we need to get me out now. now. Yeah, we we gotta we gotta we gotta fix this. Um, he's so good. He like he he's actually like, genuinely scary in this. Like before, he was kind of genuinely scary because he was like the head of something and like you know I guess an exit like he holds Connie hostage. But like yeah. that would be the extent of this. This it's like no, this is a criminal mastermind who was you know. He, he crosses all the T's and dots all his I's, and he knows exactly what he's doing. Right. Um, which is so, so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we go... Back to Wit, right? Yeah, it's Wit and Mitch talking initially, and then they... Because um, he's talking about the fact that he, like, oh, this must have happened when I took my computer in to be repaired. Yeah, because... Why does Mitch need his computer repaired? This guy is supposedly the computer, like, whiz. Mm. Maybe he knows software, not hardware. Shut up, Andrew. That's a good argument. I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're doing as one so who knows, well. as you're one who knows hardware, not software. Yeah. I um, I'm, I can, I can build a computer pretty well. I can, you know, do other stuff. But uh, when it comes to like installing Linux, I couldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. Um, a forty nine and a half foot pole. Anyway, uh, yeah, they're just like going to people's homes now. Mitch and well, Wit. they're going to. Yeah, they they're don't going actually. to. Yeah, they're, they're like, talking we're, about. We're gonna go to people's that. home and see if they have like specific, like uh, suspicious stuff. Where it's like, hmm, your TV looks awfully new and exactly the size that I ordered. Yeah. Whatever. How are you doing that? I don't know. The fridge yeah. at Wit's end is broken, and that is a tragedy that is not discussed enough because True. there's a repairman there. Um, yeah. Um. And it's just regular. Service right, thing. and then that's that was the. Yeah. Impetus for Mitch realizing that the computer repair thing. Um, yeah. And then we have, uh, I don't have in my notes how we get from there to this, but we have Wit and Connie talking. Yeah. Um, which is so good. Yeah. It is. A, it, it, yeah. She's just talking about trying to like figure out God's will. Yeah. Um, and Wit has a line that's like, I don't think God's will is as mysterious as you think. 
Yeah. Um, which is pretty yeah, good. It's a, it's a good line. Well, and um, he, the way he gets to it is like, if I was going to have a birthday party, what would you do? And Connie's like, oh, like this, 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 Lemon this. poffee seed cake, cake with, with raspberry, raspberry filling. filling. You know, friends, um, no gifts because they make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Only a couple close friends, like that yeah. sort of thing. And, and then, like, you know, he uses that as a connection of like, you know, yeah, I never told you this, but you hung out with me enough that you know this. And you know this about me and what I would want. And it's like, oh, wait, no, oh, you're a good, you're a good sweet old man, aren't you? Yeah. Your lemon poppy seed cake. Yeah. Underrated I, cake. I love lemon poppy seed cake. It's, it's a good, like, yeah, it's a good scene. And I will, yeah, I, I, there's a couple points during this episode where i'm so like i am so behind wit again oh yeah and it's He's, such a good feeling yeah yeah like there's some stuff with the god's will thing where i was like like i mm. wish i wish he had gone further out of his way to be like the thing that i have come to feel over these last few years which is it's not as though there is a perfect path set out that you need to follow yeah rather do your best follow the bible yeah and don't make like don't make large decisions that are contradictory to the what bi- you, like yeah. to your understanding of the bible exactly and, like that's being in god's will it's not like ah we've got this perfect path and like you gotta find it and if you stray outside of that even if you're doing something that is good but it's not exactly what you need to do yeah. then like then you're out of god's will ah yeah like, like somehow like you are a, a a cog that can only do one thing and right. if you twist the other way then you are the worst sinner ever and you're making a horrible mistake and god has given up on you yeah so much of my like of my faith journey over these last few years has just been like coming to grips with you know what like me doing my best is good enough like i don't need trying is enough right like i don't need to hold myself to this like you gotta like do everything perfectly otherwise like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing well and if you as a person are living in a in like living in an attitude of like being like christ like trying to trying to emulate his love and his actions and, and all that like that has to come first before you before before like you're going to walk out the path like if you love me keep my commandments like that's you know that's what jesus says to i believe it's peter um and i think like this whole thing where it's like when you're placed with two very human situations it's very easy to look for the response like a very like a human would which is yep. there's only one right one and then that means the other one is wrong right and things aren't that binary no and it, it, well and especially with when it comes to god's will <laughs> um right unlike so, unlike your outfit the world is not black and white exactly it is entirely black and white yeah it's mostly black yeah so we go from wits um advice segment yeah to a to mitch talking to the repair guy at the shop he took it to where he's trying mm-hmm. to figure out who specifically repaired his device and the guy's like well there's only two of us here where we outsource to other people mm-hmm. campbell college other repair shops that sort of thing he sounds um, like the he sounds like the bad guy from monsters inc he sounds like the purple oh uh, randall yeah <laughs> he says he sounds like him that's like, funny ever since the first time i listened to this episode i was like yeah. Randall? Yeah, the guy is like weirdly dodgy 
in uh-huh. like a way that I don't think he's supposed to be a dodgy character. Like sleazy but, pocket right. protector, like yeah, yeah. But don't want to see a search history kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, but he's he's t- talking about like oh like we you know we outsource a lot of stuff and Mitch is like oh can you just like pull up who repaired it like I need to talk specifically to that technician mm-hmm. and uh, the guy's like oh well like uh our computer our system's currently down yeah at which point mitch says who repairs your computers and the guy responds that's funny you must write comedy for a living yeah yeah which is a burn yeah and also sick burn (laughs) i mitch didn't deliver the who like i honestly say it like it was a joke i think it was written as a punchline yeah and mitch like Steve Burns in acting it, he's he's asking it more like, "Who repairs your computers?" Yeah, as yeah. a question. Whereas I think it's supposed to be a, "Oh, well, who repairs your computers?" Computer repair man, right? Um, yeah, but whatever. Oh well. And then we go, so he doesn't get any information, and he goes yeah. back to wit mm-hmm. for one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, which is him, because it's. It's a scene that I relate to so deeply. Oh, yeah. Of being in that thing where you're trying to process through a lot of weighty decisions. And until... And you don't really know where you land on any of them until you are saying them out loud to a person close to you. Yeah. And then suddenly, like, everything starts to be like... Oh, oh, those this are my sense. priorities. Yeah. This, that, and the other thing, which is in this in this instance, is Mitch being like, you know, I like if it wasn't for Connie, I would join the FBI in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's She's, so much. She basically said, he, like, he lays it out like this is like what I want to do. I love doing this, and then what's like what's holding you back? And he's like, well, a lot of things. Well, really, one thing. Right. And that's Connie. And then he goes on to say, like, she's the best thing that's ever happened to right. me. And it's so good. It's like, it, yes, Mitch. It, it's... Love, so much it's, it's great. And it's, like, the... Him not really realizing... Because it's it's a thing of both, like... This could be played in a way where he's like, oh, like the one thing holding me back is Connie. Yeah. But it's played so differently where it's like, no, like, like I would do, like, I want to do this, this FBI thing. This is what I feel like I'm made to do, but there's a lot of other things in my life. And then him realizing like, no, there's just one thing. And that's not a bad thing. That's just like a a revelation of like. Oh man, like this is simpler Connie than I is thought. such a big deal to me. Yeah. That she is keeping me like or that I'm basing this like the only misgivings I'm having about this decision are because like I'm so in love with this girl. Yeah. And, and, and like, you can't bear the thought about leaving them. Right. And yeah. that's such like an incredible realization for him to come. To, and, and Wit does it like lets him come to the situation right. himself. He we, doesn't like talk down to him. So passive and yeah. supportive in this moment. Yeah, it's it's such a good Wit moment. Opposite of like what we've been getting from Mitch, and yeah. it, it just makes sense in you know 
Mitch doesn't have like close ties to too many Odyssey people, so it like, yeah. makes sense for it to be Wit. Well, and also, yeah. Wit does get him to solve his problem by following his heart. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but like, I, 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 I'm so here for it. I'm so. It's such a good. It is such a good moment, and yeah. like. Whether you agree with his actions following this or not is whatever, but I... But that, just that realization... Is so I wrote good. In, and, and yeah, and the way Wit is throughout the whole thing, like I wrote in my notes, I love Wit. Yeah. Which... We have not written many times <laughs> in this show. Which, yeah, I, I've had... You guys have experienced my journey of low points with Wit yeah, over, course, yeah. over the course of the Novacom. And so it was like delightful for me to feel like so much yeah so much appreciation for him and relate so hard to mitch and yeah i loved this scene yeah it was absolutely oh so good and we cut from there to, to the prison back right? to the prison where they figure out that they can't use the laundry truck to escape yeah so charles is going to escape in the garbage truck yep delightful also he says i'm gonna throw a little monkey wrench into the works yes I, the phrase is just wrench right throw I, a wrench yes. in the works yes. works that works yes a monkey wrench is a thing and throwing a wrench into a thing is also a thing but a monkey wrench into a thing is i guess by transitive property it ruins the saying I don't no know. i mean it, it works it's just it's just you know i an thought extra, it was funny. an extra step it is funny um but it doesn't yeah deep dish pizza oh yeah that's the deep dish pizzas from the previous episode with jack yeah. and joanne but there's another but connie makes reference to it when she yeah when she admits her well she's just kind of like doing the like saying her thoughts aloud in a way that doesn't actually make sense to the yeah. listener well it makes sense to us but not to mitch yeah which is something that odyssey uses with some regularity mm-hmm. it's a trope i kind of like oh yeah so I, I have no written. Being I, I have written in my notes that uh, "Deep Dish Pizza" and "Dad's Leaving" is my favorite Killers song. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that <laughs> does sound like a song by the Killers. Yeah, you're well, right. Here today, gone tomorrow. Um, yeah, and then so yeah, we go from very villainous Charles sneaking away in a garbage truck. Yep, back to Connie and Mitch at the yeah. Mitch's apartment, presumably. Uh. No, I think they're at wit's end. Oh, perfect. Because Mitch went by Connie's house. Connie wasn't there. Yeah. Then Connie, then he, and he says he didn't wait. She was like, oh, you could have waited for me. He's like, well, I figured you'd come here eventually, which makes yeah. me think it's probably wit's end. Yeah. Um, But she, Connie also, before we get to the big thing, is Mitch is talking about the whole getting pulled off the, mm-hmm. the case by Borland. And, and Connie's like, you don't want to make him angry if he might be your boss. Smart Connie is smart. Yep. I made the same point. I think the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Where, where I was you... just like, uh, you probably shouldn't do this, Mitch. And then Connie's just like, yeah, Mitch, that doesn't, that doesn't make a ton of sense. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't piss off. your. Oh yeah. So bef- before we get to the big thing, Charles's big villainous moment is him being like, like oh but like we gotta throw we gotta do something to throw him off the trail and then being yeah. like oh 
I know what'll slow him down. Which sets up for a beautiful scene that we're getting here. Yeah. So, Connie and Mitch are talking about... Mitch is talking about his relationship, or his conversation with Wit, Mm -hmm. and kind of this realization he's coming to, and it's building, and building, and building, and Mitch proposes. To Connie. Yes. Yeah. It's so good. It's a great... Whether... we'll, We'll get into the stuff, like... Whether or not I'd agree with the decision. But from a scene perspective, yeah, great. So their, good. Their conversation, so well. like, they've got such, like, a sweet conversation going on. There's, like, these great steps. Yeah. He has, like, his big moment. Um, there's... It builds yeah. so well. And then he proposes. It's... And Connie freaks out yep. he's like oh my gosh like that's a like that's a ring like is it real like oh yep. my gosh does she say yes i i don't think she does she doesn't because do-do-do-do yeah aram we get aram messages we get an aram message and then yeah and then um mitch is like wait i'm getting a message from like all right is that that's aol instant messenger or something and then Kyle says, that sounds like Aram. Yeah. And then that's how the episode ends. Yeah. Well, I th- do we not hear a bit of Ar- of Aram's voice saying like, hello, Mitchell, or something? Maybe. I don't, I don't I, I think it's. I think it's more than just the sound. I think we do get a little bit of the like vocoded voice. But still, it is. Yeah. It's a great plot moment, but it's also like subtextually incredible mm-hmm. because it's. Mitch is finally making this leap. He's ready to commit to Connie. Yeah. Yet his past, his connections with the FBI won't leave him. Mm-hmm. This is specifically like, this is a persona that he created. Like yeah. it's, it's like his alter ego is now like coming in to like mess up this thing he's got happening. Mm-hmm. Like not that the decision is black and white connie or fbi like there's a meshing of the two that can but happen. there's a yeah but, but there's a side of it where it's like him showing his full like he is fully on one side of the coin like connie i love you and i want to marry you yep. proposal and then aram sound coin flips yeah. and it's like oh wait i'm a secret agent and somebody's gonna try and kill me it's it's so good it's incredibly like well set up and we get we get that you know charles being like oh, i know how to you know throw a monkey wrench into yeah. this and obviously it's not spoiling anything to be like that was the aram thing like you yeah. get that in yeah. the episode yeah um but oh, it's so good yeah it's, it's so it's awesome good. for just from a storytelling perspective of being like yeah like he can be fully committed mm-hmm. yet there's you know still a part of himself that he can't deny mm-hmm. um and yeah that's really great like i love the way this scene is staged that being said should mitch have provo- have proposed in this scenario um <sighs> no but Yes, I like I think that he was left with I think he was left with a very like that's a very easy conclusion to come to. 
mm-hmm. um, all things considered. But my, my thought is, so the follow-up in this situation is Mitch is almost most definitely going to the FBI at this point. And by marrying Connie, the point is is that she he's securing her future with him in what he's doing. It right. makes sense. This man has a job. He can support her. Like, from a logistic standpoint, that's fine. Except for the fact that he's going to go away. She's going to stay in Wits End, presumably, until they get married. Unless she is to go and not live with him or live with him or something or, you know. Right. Um, you know, problems that you would get with that. Uh, but, so that you do leave with that. And then, if she's back while they are engaged, then you have this whole... I'm planning a wedding and my husband is a secret agent and he's away like doing all this stuff like that. I've seen what engagement does to people yeah. and it puts a lot of stress on the situation. And so for what the, what that would be doing and how short of a period of time that they've been together, I would say that's a bad idea, but I'm also like, if it works, it works. Right. Right. I'm not saying I'm yeah. It's, it's a thing of the, Oh, getting married will just solve all the problems yeah. here, and that's without not the case. considering the fact that like a lot You've of others are going like, to be yeah. created. You've been together for, I mean, if we're going real lifetime over a year, I don't know what the in yeah episode in time, time is. is, but also you don't. Like, you were dead for part of that time. Yeah, so, you were dead, and, like, you being alive is only a and, fairly recent development. And your last few few months of relationship have been rough. Yeah. And marriage as a solution to a problem is not a good way of looking at it. Yeah, 100%. Like, Mitch's, while I fully want Cotty and Mitch to get married. Like I yeah. I like that's that's a relationship that I want to get to that point. This seems like a oh, I just like had a revelation, figured it all out. Let's just let's just do this. Yeah. Without a lot of like okay, but what this what is this gonna take? And also I realize this is a conservative show that aired in 2003 but talk about marriage before you propose yeah like there's no like obviously from what we see of this show it it is a logical conclusion that connie would want to marry mitch but like don't there was no don't do that you need to have you need to both have a conversation come to this decision together it cannot be one person reaching that point and yeah. then making an ultimatum where the other person has to get there yeah like, well, and, well and the idea that like i've gotten here and like you have to you have to make a decision now or like right like yeah there's just there's right. so many Th- skip either steps you there. have to be ready now or like our relationship like kind of falls apart or like there's at least a big setback yeah and stuff gets all out of whack yeah um yeah so yeah i don't i don't think it is like surprise i want to marry you what (laughs) right (laughs) right so yeah sure i'll make this yeah for the rest of my life it's just yeah he 
His intentions are good. Mm-hmm. 100%. But it's not particularly well thought out. I think... And I think that they're playing up... Like, the show is playing up the, oh, isn't this, like, beautiful and romantic and all yeah. of those things. And from a listener perspective, it's like... Well, this if we're taking this idea. at if we're taking this at like full face value, yeah, there's like it's too much too quick. Yeah, exactly. I but but I there's kind say... of a like media tends to ha- romanticize the yeah. really like dramatic and uh, like the things. Fact... It's not just this show. It's well, literally every that... proposal on a TV show. <laughs> yeah, I would say even like I would say even um, you know. I guess we've already done this and don't really feel the need to, to particularly bash it, but I would say that it is a, a attribute of the evangelical church or the conservative church, like you were saying, to have this kind of be the mindset where it's like, like we said, you don't need to date for that long. Right. Like, you can just solve, like, I mean, if you don't get married, like, why are you dating? Like, what are you doing? Like, right. you're just killing time. Like, what? Um, yeah. You, there's so much more to it that this that this approach doesn't quite acknowledge and also i was thinking like i think the ideal scenario is mitch goes joins the fbi yep waits we'll say minimum two months probably they do the long distance of, yeah thing. upwards of six months right or like like i'd say two to six months and then you know, Connie can come visit, Mitch can come visit, he'll get time off, whatever. Because, I mean, as we're also hitting, like, if he joins the FBI and marries Connie, that is two huge transitions at the same time. Exactly. Like, you don't don't put your life of And if Connie were to stay back, then she would have to come to grips of, my boyfriend is gone, but we are married, and now I have to figure out what's next in this marriage thing. Like, I run a wedding planning ceremony, like business. Like, this is what I'm right. into. Like, I've somehow got to, yeah, I've got to, I've got to do, you know, plan my dream wedding while also grieving over the fact that my boyfriend is gone or fiance, yeah. I suppose, in this hypothetical, right? And literal, actually, because he does propose, but yeah, but. But we don't know if she says yes. Exactly. Because Aram interrupted. Aram. Aram? Aram. Well, we, we can say Aram now. It's no longer yeah, a spoiler. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> the number of times I cut Andrew saying Aram before we found out it was Robert Mitchell. I was like, it's not really a spoiler, but it also bothers me that he's yeah. saying Aram. Yeah. So. Well, because as a listener, when you hear it for the first time, yeah. that is a bit of a reveal. Yeah. It's. It. I have mixed emotions, too, because... We did have three, like three episodes where you and I both had, especially the, the one, the the the, uh, it's all about me episode. Yeah. Where I was like, I have strong issues with their relationship at this point, and was pretty sad about but it. But I'm still Sorry about rooting that one, for guys. it so hard. But, but to go from that to okay, great. Over the course of these two episodes, we've gotten. A lot of them talking to each other and to the people who are important in their lives about their relationship, which is awesome and we so desperately needed. However, I could do with a little bit more time before Mitch pops that question. Yeah, and a bit more of a 
I, I hate to say progressive, but a bit more of a progressive approach of like talking about this as a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, dude, I really want Connie and Mitch to get married. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, like from a narrative point, I am so, so invested in their yeah. relationship. I can like. There is nothing I, more than I want to to have that be a universe. They get married. They have like kids. They have like the witty banter, like. We learn lessons about, you know, newlyweds figuring out how to live together and like Yeah. We it, I want it that so could bad. Be so like it's so easy for me to in my mind just kinda like gloss over all the bad stuff and just be like, No, but like they have great banter, good chemistry, they're I like them both a lot, like marry them off. Yeah. And so it's not I've never had any sort of issue with their relationship until doing this show. Yeah, like exactly. They, yeah. they are a uh, a uh, an OTP for me. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's, that's is, that, a is that still relevant? I don't know. I'm fine um, with it. <laughs> but but yeah. So that's I don't know. Those are I I'm so ready to do like to to do the conclusion to this we've got so much building we mm-hmm. we ended last episode with that huge bombshell of charles now we end this one with the huge bombshell of charles of, <laughs> well of the wedding and yeah. aram like it's yeah or of the proposal on aram like so good these episodes it's are so good. great they are balancing all of the spy intrigue stuff that i love with the relations with relational and, such and good production good value. conversations uh, great music like dank prisons <laughs> the dankest of prisons in all of odyssey presumably like, not odyssey yeah but yeah these episodes made me really oh, happy yeah i i love i love this trilogy so much yeah you, you got a good any, show Got any more like I don't know general thoughts? No, you I hit on? I don't remember how this ends. This is as far as I remember, and and my listen through. So, okay. I'm sure when I listen through it to prep for the next episode, I like it'll come back to me. But I am sitting with much suspense because I I don't remember. And yeah, I'm so excited. Well, we'll be back in a in a week. To, well, I, I before I say that, I guess plugs. No plugs. Yeah, me either. Plug free. Yeah. So we'll be back in a week. Yeah. We'll talk about, talk that. about you know, five twenty five here today, gone tomorrow. Part three. The final part. Bye guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadFamChalkPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadFamChalkPod at gmail.com. Episode 33, Here Today, Gone Tomorrow, Part 2, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the WadFamChalkPod. Pod.